surgical effort by Drew Brees here tonight. Spider two wide banana. The line slides to the left. Watch the young back cut down the defensive end, but there's a beautiful banana. Doesn't it look like a banana, Mike? These Saints run all my favorite plays. I am really jealous. Welcome to the Place at the Table podcast. It's rumors and groomers and sooners just all over the place. This is this is quite a week, and to talk about everything, the crazy shift in the college football playoff rankings, all the crazy coaching rumors, we bring in George Schroeder from USA Today. Hey, George. Hey, Andy. How's it going, man? It's very good. It is, uh, it's, it's one of those weird weeks where it's a busy week for us, but there's not a lot of fruitful, productive work going on. <laughs> um, that's right. There's a lot of things about to happen, and many of them haven't happened. Is, is, I guess, the best way to put it, um, and, and aren't probably going to happen this week. Although, as we record, obviously, the, a, a, a giant shoe has dropped in the college, college administrator world, as you know. Yes. Fill us in, George. Well, I didn't have to fill you in, but uh, uh, I didn't. So Jeff Long, the uh, Arkansas athletic director, is out as of today. That, yeah. that will be announced later today, and so by the time everybody hears this, it's out. Uh, obviously, most people know him as the former and first chairman of the College Football Playoff Selection Committee. Um, but, you know, around the business, he's known as an effective administrator. But uh, there are a lot of things going on at, uh, yeah. at Arkansas at all times. Yeah, and, and I take this to mean that there's probably a coaching change afoot as well because I don't think Jeff Long wanted to be the one to fire Brett Bielema. I think that's exactly right. Um, I, I do think he was going to because I think at, I think at a certain point they were going to have to do that. But and I don't know the ins and outs. You hear a lot of things about um, what may or may not transpired over the last few days and up to a week or so. And obviously there was a board of trustees meeting. Um, I, I've heard that he was told to fire Bielema and refused. Um, I'm not sure I completely believe that because I think Jeff Long, as much as any other athletic administrator, understands when the time comes that you're going to have to fire a coach. And, and I think that's pretty, you know, it's pretty well down the road at Arkansas. Um, so I don't know what all the issues are. Here's the thing about Jeff Long. Um, people who have worked with him and for him say he's great to work with and for. Um, people, uh, I think he was very, very effective in fundraising and modernizing the Arkansas Athletic Department. Obviously, Frank Broyles had done such a tremendous job there for years, but it was run in a completely different way. And then I think he's had, he had had sort of varied success at hiring football coaches, which is, that's the big problem with athletic directors, especially in the SEC. So there's a, there's a great tweet that, that Aaron Torres, who, who covers college basketball, put out a, a few minutes ago. Uh, as we're, we're recording this, by the way, on Wednesday morning. So it, it, I know we're supposed to be unstuck in time in these podcasts, but we're talking about current events. So give you a little context. But here's what Aaron wrote on Twitter. And I think this is really, uh, you know, 280 characters is about all you need to, to sum this issue up. And here's what he said. Let the Jeff Long firing be a message to every AD. The only thing that matters is who you hire as a football coach. Get the right guy. You're on easy street for 15 years. Get the wrong guy, and the clock is ticking. That's exactly right. And Aaron is exactly right, and that's especially true in the SEC, which eats its own and has never been on a faster cycle of eating its own than 
you know, you can set the time period that the last six years or, or last seven Absolutely. years or a decade since the, the, the period where Nick Saban started eating. Right. Food, basically, he's eating football coaches and, and it's going to eat athletic directors, too. There's also a deal, too. Um, I, I, I know of an athletic administrator who considered taking a job at Arkansas with Jeff Long recently over the, uh, recently, you know, several years. Mm-hmm. And one of the questions that he asked was, how many football hires do you get to make? Because that's how that's it's how they that's how they think about it, and um, well, they're right and, to and think of it that let's, way. Let's look at the SEC as it stands now. Jay Jacobs was not run out because of a football coaching hire, right? Jay Jacobs was a just a compounding of, of a bunch of different things, but outside of Auburn, it, it is where they're at right now. So John Curry is in year one at Tennessee. That's right. He's got to make a, a coaching hire. He's on the clock right now. This is why he didn't want to fire Butch Jones in the first place, but he, he was left no choice. Scott Strickland has been at Florida a year. He's on the clock now. I mean, it, it, it's just going to be – Scott Woodward will be on the clock in about 10 days. So that's where you're at. I mean, it, and Texas A&M, they're not patient. Florida, they're not patient. Tennessee, they're not patient. Joe Oliva – is on the clock that's, because he hired Ed Orgeron last year. That's right, and he should be on the clock because he hired Ed Orgeron. That really has to work because it's sort of a an outside the box hire. Um, but you know what? You can hire the most. You can you can run the most orthodox, conventional coaching search and hire the guy that checks off all the boxes. He's like a Stepford wife of successful college football coaches. And if it doesn't work, you, the AD, are in trouble. Well, and that's the thing at these places with with out of sight expectations, and Florida, Tennessee, Texas A and M, they all apply here. Yeah, no, that you may do it perfectly, and the guy may still not win. That's right, and he may be a really good football coach, and it just doesn't doesn't work out. And by the way, as long as we're on that subject, Brett Bielema is a really good football coach. It's just not working yes, at Arkansas. Um, I think it might. Kevin work Sumlin, again. the same at A and M. Yeah. How about a Kevin Sumlin, Brett Bielema tag team? Like one of them is a head coach and one of them is a coordinator. <laughs> uh, it'd be fun. That'd be pretty awesome. It would be fun. It would be fun. Here's another question for you. Who's go- look? It's clear Brett Bielema is going to be out at Arkansas, right? If it wasn't clear mm-hmm. before today, it's obvious. Yeah, it's crystal clear right? now. I mean, I mean, it, and I think it was already clear. Um, who's going to hire the next coach, Andy? Who's going to hire the next coach? And look, I'm not saying well, that there weren't real Jerry issues. Jones, clearly, George. Or something, right? <laughs> I think we know that. I'm not saying yeah. even – this is true. Look, look, even if you walked up to me and, and you and you were the board of trustees members who, who decided to get rid of Jeff Long and you said, here are all our reasons, and you and I looked at it and said, that makes all the sense in the world. Tell me who's going to hire the next football coach that you're about to fire. So I'm not even talking about whether it was the right move or not. To, to dump Jeff Long. I'm just saying, do, do you people understand that football coaches don't want to go somewhere when they don't know who their boss is? You know, the last time I can remember this happening was Pete Boone and Houston Nutt in, after the 2011 season at Ole Miss. And uh, a committee led by Archie Manning uh, hired Hugh Freeze. That worked out well. Well, it, it actually I, did for a while, listen, right? So it did. That's you know everybody's like, oh, they're going to get hit with NCAA penalties. But I, look, they still got a bunch of money out of it. I, now they're going to lose a bunch of money in the NCAA penalties, <laughs> but I think I think they're going to net out on that deal. I really do. No, it, and look, it's not to say you won't find a coach because look, it's a power five job. It's it's not a it's not a you know it's not a 
it's not one of the best jobs well, in the okay. country, but it's a pretty where, good job. Where is Arkansas? Where is Arkansas in the SEC hierarchy? Is it 14 or is it 13 because of what Ole Miss is about to get hit with? What do you mean in terms of how good of a job it is? In the SEC, yeah. Well, it's better than Vanderbilt. It's better. Than, it's better than Kentucky. Yeah, I mean, so it's it's better it's than I, I, would, or I would posit that it's better than Mississippi State. I'm not saying that Dan. I would argue that it's not because there's more talent in Mississippi that, than there is. That's Arkansas. fine, but we could, we could argue back and forth. I would say it's certainly, you know, tenth, eleventh. I don't know where it exactly ranks, but it it you know, and that See, and listen by the it's way, fighting for eleven or twelve, you can be you can be right there and be a top thirty job in the country, right. potentially. Um, mm-hmm. But it's sort of like recruiting rankings. That's right. But you know, the here's the problem with the Arkansas job: the expectations of the fans there are about as out of whack as the expectations of any fan base anywhere. And that's before we talk about what the current situation on the ground is in the SEC and especially in the SEC West, which you alluded to a few minutes ago. Nick Saban rules all. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just. It's strange because I keep thinking, when will these guys figure out that you need to wait until Saban's gone before you can even get an accurate picture of what the what the West really is? Right. All that said, it's not. All that said, there's probably a different way to go about things at Arkansas than the way Brett Bielema did, which is to say, I think trying to play the conventional smash mouth football, which is Brett Bielema's you know stock and trade, and it's a good way to play. Uh, Plays right. He tried to bring the Barry Alvarez model, which I, I think is fine because you're you're going to have to be a niche recruiting school at Arkansas anyway. Sure, but so and and that was different. But the problem is it wasn't different enough when you have to play Alabama, LSU. Well, you're those types. You're of teams. playing the teams that have the better talent that are playing that. Th- those two programs are playing the same style with better talent, and you're not going to get past them. Now, the bigger problem is they'd fallen behind some of the others. But I think if you're Arkansas you're probably going to need to embrace the spread and try to outscore people. That's what they're going to probably need to do with the next coach because it's our, our friends. Go ahead. Our, our friend Cecil Hurt from the Tuscaloosa News has uh, has written the headline in tomorrow's Arkansas Democrat Gazette, borderline chaotic. <laughs> yeah, um, that's exactly right. Um, and everyone will get that from the uh, Brett Bielema quote about beating Texas in that Texas Bowl a few years ago, borderline erotic. So that's that's a <laughs> Everybody in Arkansas would get that if they actually use that as a headline. I hope they do. I hope they give Cecil credit, too. But, I mean, it, this, is, this is another domino, George, on what I, I think the end of next week is going to be not borderline chaotic, but extremely chaotic because you're going to have firings and hirings happening, bang, 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 because everybody wants to get the new coach in because of that early signing period. They need to get them on the ground recruiting as quickly as possible. I, okay, so let's, let's just take the SEC right now. Florida has an opening. Tennessee has an opening. We, we've just, I mean, we, we can be 99.99999% sure. Arkansas will open. Ole Miss is already open. Texas A&M is probably going to open at the end of next week. I mean, that is, that's a lot of action, boss. Well, it really is. And, and at some point, it's going to be easier, Andy, to talk about, and I'm, I'm being facetious, but only slightly so, to talk about the jobs that are, or to list the jobs in the SEC that aren't open. That, that's yes. how many could open, it feels like. Well, you're, you're two jobs away, and let's say Dan Mullen moves somewhere. 
That would be number seven, so you'd have half of them open. Well, and let me just say this. I think Dan Mullen probably is going to move somewhere. I mean, you, you know as well as I do that he, he was very interested in moving a year ago and has been interested several different times. It just hadn't worked out to be the right time or the right place. Um, with as many jobs open, there's, there's a definite possibility he could end up at a different place. Um, that said, that going back to this, that makes this a bad time, by the way, to have a job open. Now, I'm not saying That's, that if you're Arkansas, a, yeah, for example, issue. right, if, if you're Arkansas, for example, you probably have to make the move. If you're Texas A&M, for example, you probably feel like you have to make the move. If you're one of these, you know, if you're Tennessee, there was no question you had to make the move. Same with Jim McElwain in Florida. I get it. Um, but the schools that have the, the best sort of setup, Florida, they're going to get their guy. You get down to the right. bottom of those schools uh, especially if, especially if maybe you don't have an athletic director to run the search, <laughs> and it's going to be a whole lot harder than it would be in a normal year to hire your coach because there's so many good jobs open. So it's yeah. going to be really interesting to see who these schools end up with. Yeah, that's that's the part. And here's the here's the one factor though with these SEC jobs that that makes them a little bit different. Even the bad ones pay a ton of money, and it might lure somebody away. But look, Brett Bielema took, if you're, if you're just judging it objectively, a bad SEC job and left a place where he was winning Big Ten titles to do it. Right, right. And, because they pay a ton of money. Yeah, and obviously look, there were some conditions you know, in, in Madison that, that weren't to his liking. He wanted more money for his Exactly, and so he got all of that. So it wasn't really about him making – Four million, as much as although that was a piece of it, don't get me wrong. It was, it was about assistance making more money, and I also think Brett Bielema probably thought I'm going to take a bite of the SEC apple, and you know, as it turned out, that mm -hmm. was a tough bite for him. Um, yeah. And again, it, it takes out the teeth. He's not out yet, but <laughs> it takes out the teeth. It's like biting into one of those candy apples that's been sitting there for about three years on the shelf it's That's like it's like it's like that uh it's like those wooden apples that your mom used to have in the hall <laughs> right in, in the bowl <laughs> yeah on the coffee table exactly <laughs> or on the occasional table that's sorry your, that's right <laughs> yeah that i mean it, it is just it's a brutal league and i think that's what that's what the coaches who are, are going for after these jobs need to understand it is absolutely brutal. You need to think about recruiting 24-7. And, and this brings me to the groomers, George. Oh, boy. My favorite time every few years is when Tennessee opens up and the groomers start. John Gruden suddenly, being, suddenly starts being spotted looking for houses in Knoxville. Or, you know, somebody, somebody posts on a message board that a big Tennessee booster has just sent a plane to pick up John Gruden. Ah. <sighs> The groomers, man. I mean, I don't even the know what, what you do with those. I mean, I, I suppose it's possible that at some point John Gruden returns to coaching. I, I have two pieces on that or two points on that one. Um, what makes anybody think that a guy who hasn't coached in college in 30 years is going to be good at the college game? And I'm not even talking about the X's and O's because he's a fine X's and O's coach. People can do that. And the recruiting, the recruiting piece. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And by the way, now I think I think he'd be a good recruiter because of his natural charisma. But does he want to talk to 17 year olds eight hours a day? It's eight hours a day. And it's that. about 363 of the 365 days of the year. Basically, you get that. Yeah. You get that. 
brief time probably in in february when you slip away to cabo and that's about the only time and by the way you're probably gonna have to talk to next year's crop of sophomores or something like that or juniors or whatever it is you are because there there are rules about when you can call well actually there aren't any rules anymore about that either but they can call you anytime right and And sometimes they just want to feel the love and And can you imagine somebody who's been coaching nfl guys and then has been sitting in a very cushy job the last you know nine years calling football games for a living uh, for a lot of money and you're going to take the same amount of money or less and have to tell all these 17 year olds they're the greatest things in sliced bread. Right. I mean, look, maybe he'll do it, but I, I just, the, you know, obviously by the way, Tennessee's the one that sort of has the ties. And so they think, okay, this is the place that Gruden's going to be, but they're not the only people right. that think Gruden's going to come coach their team when there's an opening. And, and <laughs> right, I think the Miami fans were were on that boat on that boat for a little while too. Right, exactly. I mean, they got a better shot of having Jimmy Johnson come back to do it. Frankly, it, you know, <laughs> that'd be kind of awesome. Jimmy Jimmy could actually coach the team from Isla Mirada. Just bust them down to Isla Mirada to practice every day on the uh, on the Coral Shores High School practice field in Tavernier, Florida. Easy enough to I, do. I, I, I'm just saying. I'd be all for that. <laughs> but I, I think Mark Richt is doing just fine at the U. By well, the way. he is, and that that's a pretty cool story, frankly, for college football. Um, yeah. And, and I'm a, and I'm one of those guys, by the way, who will, I'm not going to take glee in this, but how interesting would it be if Miami makes the playoff and Georgia, especially after all the sort of number one, this, that, and the other doesn't this year. I got that question in my SI mailbag and here, here's my answer to that. Miami and Mark Richt aren't in the playoff unless Georgia fires Mark Richt. Obviously, Mark Richt wouldn't be at Miami unless he'd been fired by Georgia. Mark Richt also wouldn't be the coach he is right now had he not been fired by Georgia. He needed something to shock him back to doing what he's really good at, and that is calling plays and coaching quarterbacks. He's one of the best at both of those things, and he wasn't doing it at Georgia. And they asked him, could you potentially do it again at Georgia? And his answer was, well, I've been out of the saddle too long. Well, getting fired prompted him to get back in the saddle and guess what he's still really good at it. that's a fair point that's a fair point but still and, and you're right things were not going to i mean georgia was humming along at at a level slightly below elite and so right. i get not why they, they want to be not where they think they should right be. I, it's not where they think they should be and we'll see if kirby smart can make them elite and keep them there which is that's the expectation the expectation is become alabama so we'll see if they mm-hmm. we'll see if they can do that but you're right that uh, that definitely that uh, certainly cha- he's a changed guy. He looks more like the guy at the first part of his tenure as a head coach right after he left Florida State, which, which was brilliant. I mean, Mark Richt in the early years at Georgia was awesome, and I'm happy to see that guy again. I think it's so much fun to watch them. Look how much fun those Miami players are having. That's what his Georgia teams looked like back then too. It's an interesting social experiment, Mark Richt. Um, with his approach to life and football coaching at Miami. What's interesting is mm-hmm. it seems to be working, and that's kind of cool. Yeah. Well, that's what I, I love that what, the way Mark Rick does it and the way Dabo Sweeney does it also work. It doesn't just have to be one way. Well, it doesn't have to be the Nick Saban way, by the way. Uh, excuse me, athletic directors and or boards of trustees who are going to be hiring football coaches, whoever you are. You don't just have to hire a mini Saban. That quite often doesn't work. Go out and get right. you the best football coach. I mean, that's part that's of the, Florida. They've hired two of them. That's part of the problem with the SEC, by the way, is they keep they keep trying to hire. Let's go hire our Saban. Well, yeah. it may well be there's only one of them. That's true. And also, 
how do you combat something that comes in and, and changes everything? You change everything. Right. You know, the SEC's been through this before. The rise of Saban was brought about as a defense to the rise of Spurrier. Here's how Steve you... Spurrier dominated that league, and so everybody turned to hiring defense. So I know what you do. Auburn got Tommy Tuberville. Yeah. LSU got Saban. Here's what you do. You ready? Mm-hmm. You call Greg Sankey and you tell him, hey, that little show cause that expired for Chip Kelly is not a big deal. And Greg, right. and Greg says, I agree. Um, I've looked into that. I understand. That. In fact, not only did I look into that, I was the chair of the Committee on Infractions <laughs> during exactly. the Oregon case. Yeah, he's, so I he's pretty it. aware of it. I understand it yeah. pretty well. Um, if, and so we're going to check that box off. And yes, you may hire Chip Kelly. Now, is that Florida? Is that Tennessee? I don't know. Would Chip Kelly be interested? I also don't know that because it's a different existence yeah. in the SEC in the fishbowl, the fan slash media fishbowl at a couple of those places, especially at Tennessee. Tennessee and AM. But at several of those bad. places is unlike anything he's ever dealt with, including Philadelphia, mm-hmm. in part because you can sort of shut yourself off except for the prescribed media periods. But if right. he's interested, yeah. he could shake the league up. Florida is the least fishbowly of the bunch. And and the best job of the bunch. Right. So, you know, the question and then there's all these rumors that they're gonna do it and it's imminent and, and no one has told me it's imminent, by the way. Right. But if they come to agreement, if they want him and he wants them, they can make that happen right now. They have an opening. I've been told that the, the show cause thing they can deal with. The Florida and the SEC can deal with it. So if, if they wanted to do it, they can do it. It's just a matter of them deciding they want him and him deciding he wants them. And the longer that goes, the more I'm thinking they're looking elsewhere. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the thing. It, it, there is nothing that says that an, a, cur- a coach who is currently not coaching <laughs> and a right. team that currently doesn't have a coach because you already fired him can't get together. I know we understand that nobody ever gets hired yeah, until December. Is, but all you do is pull one assistant off the field, right? And you put the new head coach on the recruiting trail because that's what you need him for, right? right. now. Right, that's what you do. If you can get a guy in there right now and get a head start on all those schools that are changing coaches that you want to swipe recruits from or hold, keep your recruits from going to, that's what you do. We're, we're just used to the deal where you, your hire ends up being made from a guy who's currently employed. And so right. he can't go anywhere till, you know, at least after the final week of the regular season, sometimes after our conference title game. We're just used to that. If Florida or anybody yeah. else wants Chip Kelly, assuming they've already gotten rid of their coach, they can hire him today. And there's no reason to yeah. – there's no conventional – we have to do it with the conventional calendar because he's right. not employed and obligated to try to help some and, and, kids through a season. And all you message boarders that say the vetting process, the vetting process, the vetting, the vetting process is done. Okay. Long ago. If Florida or Tennessee wants him, they can hire him today. So we'll see if they do. And or, or if Chip Kelly the wants them, he has to want them. Right. That's that, I think <laughs> that may be a big that. piece of this too, Andy. I'm not, I'm not sure of that, yeah. but I think that's a piece of it. That's that is. I think it's a big piece of it. I mean, this is a guy who has his pick. You know, we don't know. We, we know Nebraska's going to open. Right. And that'll be next week. Right. We don't know about UCLA. We don't know about Arizona State, but it's possible both of those could open. You know, there are other options out there if that's what he wants. Also, let me let me spin you a, a wild yarn, George Schroeder. <laughs> Let's say 
I, I, Let's say, I know where you're going, but go ahead. Texas A&M fires Kevin Sumlin and throws a billion dollars a year at Jimbo Fisher, and he says yes. Yeah. I didn't Suddenly, know where you were going. <laughs> the Florida State job is open. There's a man, a gentleman in Eugene, Oregon, who would love. I didn't know where you were going. You just got an extra step in there. I got you. Yeah. Willie Taggart. And now love the Florida State. And now the Oregon job is open, which, by the way, a year ago, there were overtures made to Chip Kelly when the Florida when the uh, Oregon job opened. Mm -hmm. Serious overtures made to him, but he was the coach of the San Francisco 49ers at the time. And was and and had to be the coach until the end of the summer. And was not available at the time, and they went out and did a conventional search and hired Willie Taggart. So I don't know if he'd go back to Oregon, but if Willie Taggart leaves, fire that rumor mill up because here it goes. Absolutely, unless he's already at Florida or already at I don't know UCLA or wherever. Right. What about Florida State? I, mean, I know. And listen, Florida State, you're thinking ACC, I got to go up against Clemson, but it's not quite the same. The rest, you know, if you filter down, I mean, the league is pretty good right now. In fact, you don't top, play Georgia. All right. You play Clemson every year. You play NC State every year. You play Louisville every year. At Florida, you play Georgia every yeah. year, Florida State every year, and LSU every right. year. It's, 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 it's hard. It's, it's, probably, look at it's it. probably similar in, in some ways because, frankly, the ACC top to bottom might be tougher right now than the SEC is. Mm-hmm. I think that's cyclical Agreed. and will change back. But right. But I could see why you would think, well, Florida State makes some sense. Does Florida State have a media bubble? Absolutely. But it's a pretty small media bubble. Oh, it's it's as those go, it's pretty pretty easy. For, yes, not and a bad place to be. Now, here's here's the deal with Jimbo Fisher. I More and more I keep talking myself into him being open to the idea of, of leaving. And I wouldn't have said that four or five months ago, but, but here's, here's the deal. Florida state does not have the kind of money that Texas A&M has right. or the kind of money that Florida has. When, when Jimbo Fisher is told you've got to fire all these assistants and then he wants to replace, let's say he wants to replace Charles Kelly with a, a going rate defensive coordinator for the level of football that they play at. Right. The going rate is 1.3 to $1.5 million a year. You know what Florida state's going to say to that? No. Probably going to say nope. Yep. So if you're Jimbo Fisher, what do you do? Do you do you beat the bushes and try to hire somebody for 900000 who can be just as good? That's possible. That's doable. Or do you go to Texas A&M where they will give you whatever you want to hire whoever you want? Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, he he obviously rebuffed, rebuffed LSU. LSU. Twice in two years. Which is the same situation. They have all the money in the world. Right. But conditions on the ground in Tallahassee change. Things change with mm-hmm. people. That that, that yep. stu- kind of stuff changes. Um, I will say this. If Jimbo Fisher landed at Texas A&M, how are the LSU fans going to feel? <laughs> oh, good Lord. Well, I'll tell you how they're going to feel. They're gonna, th- their feelings will be commensurate with the results of the games. That's right. That's how their feelings you're, will be. You're right. That's and, exactly right. Hey, and right now, things are going fairly well for them with Coach O. And, and you know. It, I, I was thinking about that. If You know, there's a chance that they'll finish 9-3. and Yeah. And, and, and you think about that. If they hadn't lost to Troy, they'd, they'd be 10-2. I talked to somebody at LSU the other day, and, and they told me, they said, no, if, if we hadn't lost to Troy, it would have been a lot worse. Because apparently the loss to Troy was kind of like the – uh, when when you do the uh, controlled burn in the forest <laughs> to get everything growing, you had again, to change everything. That's, yeah, 
that's what that was. So uh, LSU looks like they're in a pretty decent place. They got to find a quarterback. I mean, you saw LSU against Alabama. They looked one quarterback away from being fairly even with Alabama. So, by the way, that's what's what's at. new about that? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. They've except, been looking for the, the quarterback coach. forever. Right. Except the head coach and the offensive coordinator. That those are That's right. those things are they're, new. They're willing to open so. things up that now, which they weren't willing to do, which probably impacted how they got and developed quarterbacks. So now you would think they would have a shot to get and develop quarterbacks. Hey, and maybe maybe Miles Brennan, the freshman, will end up being a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, from, it seems like they think he's the guy. So you know, it's just that sometimes guys aren't ready, and for you to put them in now would be detrimental to them being the guy, and which is why the the impatient LSU fans are, you know, impatient LSU fans. Impatient, right? <laughs> exactly. Well, we could go down this coaching carousel rabbit hole really deep. I'm gonna pull us out. Thank you. Thank you. It it could it could get ugly. So let's talk about the the college football playoff rankings. Obviously, there was gonna have to be a big shakeup. You know, you knew that you kind of knew that going into the week when you had one, two, and three going on the road, five and six playing one another. You knew something was going to change. So, what did you think of the rankings that were revealed on Tuesday night? Um, I was okay with them. Here, here's the thing: you and I both know nothing matters until the final set. Right. And that, by the way, if you're in the top seven, if you win your remaining games, you will be in the playoffs. That's exactly right. All of the top seven control their destiny. That is, and and, and I am firmly believe that and and obviously what that means is several teams play each other obviously two and three play each other in the acc title game clemson and miami Mm -hmm. Um, one and six play a week from saturday alabama and auburn play in auburn uh you know a week from saturday and seven will play the winner of one versus six right and so boom it's all set up so if you win out you're in so i didn't have a problem with it now inside the rankings every tuesday they rank teams and you sometimes you scratch your head and then they, and then Kirby Hokut and Jeff Long before him, comes out and he says things to sort of justify why they ranked guys, and it makes no sense. And sometimes it contradicts from the week before how they how they looked at things, and sometimes, and this is what I think really fires fans up, they're contradicting themselves from ranking to ranking to ranking inside the week, from two to three to four to five. They've got different reasons for, right. you know, and very. And, I, and, and my theory is this is there's no real difference. Right. And they gotta they gotta kind of make sense. That's up. exactly what's going on. Is they are ranking them because they think you know it's a combination of the eye test and resumes and whatever else. And thirteen people get in a room and that's what they come up with. But then they have to come up with what are we going to tell ESPN? What are we going to say on this teleconference with reporters after the ESPN show about why we did this? And so sometimes it makes sense. Sometimes it's actually correct. And sometimes it doesn't make sense. And sometimes it's not really why they rank them that way. And the best thing we could do, and I know we're not going to do this, would be to stop parsing Kirby Hokut's words and just go, this is who they think the best teams are this week. Yeah. You can disagree with them. And, yeah. Um, but and this if, is who they think. The, I mean, for example, Oklahoma's... If, if, go ahead. Well, no, yeah, I mean, exactly. If you're mad that Oklahoma's fourth and that, they, that he's talking about holding an Iowa State loss against Oklahoma when that team was ranked last week and the only reason it's not ranked is because they lost a tight game to one of your Oklahoma, you know, to Oklahoma State. Well, okay, be mm-hmm. mad. If you're mad that if you if you're mad that Oklahoma has three top thirteen wins and nobody else has nobody else has more than two top twenty five wins, be mad. If you're mad that they want to say that the loss to Clemson by Syracuse 
uh, is essentially washed away because Kelly Bryant was was injured and not himself. And, and you've seen how they play since then. OK, fine. Be mad. Here's what they think. They think Clemson's better than Oklahoma. That's exactly how right. you're going to argue that they played. Clemson would win. That's what they think. And when you look at Oklahoma's defense. It's a good. Well, it's a very good argument. It's a logical. It's a logical conclusion. That's right. And but here's the thing, Oklahoma fans. There's no conspiracy to keep Oklahoma out. If that that was the question I got most last night was, are they laying the groundwork to leave a 12 and one Oklahoma out? Absolutely not. A 12 and one Oklahoma, I would venture to guess, will be the two seed. I agree. I, I would agree with that. So let's game this out. Um, let's say Alabama wins out real quick, right? Mm-hmm. Just because they're they'd the one. All right, they'd be one. Just because otherwise, mm-hmm. if they don't win out, it's hard to figure. You know, you, all sorts of teams could be one, right? If it probably wouldn't yep. be in eleven and two Auburn. It might. It probably wouldn't be Georgia at number one, even if they were the team. So let's just say Alabama's one. Let mm-hmm. all right. So Clemson and Miami. You. I don't care whichever one you want it to be. It, so well, Alabama has beaten Auburn, which has hurt Clemson's Auburn wins. Okay, so Clemson wins, Alabama beats Auburn, and then beats Georgia. Um, so here's what I think. So so Miami's out at three, right? So Oklahoma would move up to at right. least three. I think you're right. right. I think and, they might move ahead Ohio of Clemson. State, Ohio State wins the Big Ten, thus strengthening Oklahoma's Ohio State. Right. Run. So whatever you do at four, whether it's Ohio State, which is a whole other issue that everybody's fired up about, <laughs> yeah, or not. They got to be below Oklahoma. That's the only thing right. I care about. Whatever you they do at four, be below Oklahoma. Whatever you do at four, it's it's very plausible that Oklahoma would be two. But here's what Oklahoma would not right. be. They might be three. Here's what they would not be: five. Right. That, two and, and two and three don't matter. Right. Whether you're two or three means nothing. You're playing in the same stadium against the same team. Right. It's just prestige. But if you're upset about that, go win the game. And you can say, you're right. We were better. But whatever. Yeah. I mean, and that's that's the thing about all this. No, they're not going to get knocked out. Um, you know, in 12-1 Oklahoma will have beaten probably TCU, but also, but otherwise Oklahoma State again. And right. that that team is going to remain in the top. 15 or 16. So they'll have four I, I, I can, top 15 or 16 wins. I can spin you a scenario where Oklahoma loses to West Virginia and still makes the playoff. Right. It'll take a, might take a little help, but it might not, frankly. Right. Cause as long as Ohio state's the big 10 champ, they cannot put a two loss Ohio state ahead of a two loss Oklahoma. Right. A two loss conference champion. Oklahoma is going to trump a two loss conference champion, Ohio state. So exactly. you can't take so, the loss in the title game if you're Oklahoma, is your point. Exactly. That That is the big thing. They could lose to West Virginia, which that's the team I would worry about them losing to more just because Oklahoma's defense is pretty suspect. Okay, so here's my question. <laughs> could they take a loss to Kansas? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Automatic disqualification. Uh, ask, Char- uh, ask Charlie Strong how that works. Absolutely. That's right. Uh, and I'm kidding because let me just say this. And I guess I could eat my words, but I don't think I will. Oklahoma's not going to well, lose. Well, I've already promised. I've already promised to eat a hat if John Gruden is is the next Tennessee coach. So wow. you could eat words. I'll eat a hat. So. Wow. I, I just well. I, here's the thing. I suppose it could happen. I guess maybe. I'm talking, of course, about Kansas beating Oklahoma or John Gruden. Let me ask you a question. Because I feel like they're in the same realm of possibility. What kind of hat is this going to be? Have you thought about that? Or is it just such a 
I have not really thought about. It. I'm thinking like Newsboy or not, not like a ten gallon hat. No, 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 no. I, I, I listen. I, I mean, felt would be. It's got to be like a, a what, like a baseball cap of some sort. It needs to be cloth, right? Probably, like a mesh trucker hat. That that's probably the the easiest thing to go down. Is that good though? Coming out the other way might not be so good. Is it a good idea to have a mesh? I don't know. I don't really know. It's going to be important what 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 your body can break down. I feel like you're going to have to put some sauce or a condiment on it because it's going to be hard to get down any other way. Yeah, I, I'm not so. even worried about eating it. I'm worried about what happens later. Do they have to pump your stomach? I, I don't know. I'm going to have to do some research on the internet to see how it, how many medical personnel will need to be standing by. <laughs> Should I do it at John Gruden's introductory press conference? Yes. Uh, let me just say this. Um, I'm very I'm very hopeful you're not gonna have to deal with this and i'm also very confident you're not gonna have to deal with it okay well i'm gonna start i'm gonna visit my local lids and just (laughs) examine the selection and see what is the best option also just in case chucky goes to knoxville youth youth sizing perhaps even infant sizing would be a smart play here too uh yeah like one of those infant skull caps absolutely i think i could get that down in one bite (laughs) i didn't say it was my hat I just said it was a hat. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, listen, I'm your friend. I almost want John Gruden to get hired at Tennessee. Almost. This, is, this, is, this was a bad idea. Now everybody's going to be calling John Gruden and be like, dude, you got to take this. Some, some idiot's going to eat a hat at your press conference. Oh, that would be tremendous. Here, well, look, like I said, I'm hoping you don't have to do it, and I'm really confident you won't have to do it. So I think we're good. All right. George Schroeder, the next AD at Arkansas. But for now, <laughs> he's working for USA Today. Thank you, George. All right. Thank, Andy, I don't want anything to do with that, that situation. So, um, you know, when the search firm calls, I'm going to send them your way. If they want to pay me a million dollars to hire a football coach who will not win, and then they can fire us both, by all means. Well, if you Bring put it, it if you put it that way, I, I, I would maybe take that job. Uh, you wouldn't. You'd only have to do it for like two and a half years to be living that buyout life. It's not a bad deal. All right. Well, all right. Tell them to call. It's okay. Okay. Your next AD at Arkansas, George Schroeder. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, George. All right, man. Take care.